Grace and peace to you from God the Father, Jesus, his Son, who is the Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Weed versus wheats. Where do I belong? I learned at a very early age to hate weeds. I grew up in Sioux Falls, and as many families did back in the 60s, my saintly and overworked mother of 10 children, Mary Magdalene O'Connor, God rest her soul, planted a vegetable garden to stretch the family food budget, the maintenance of which, hoeing and weeding, fell to us boys. As a carefree youth, I had other plans. My neighborhood buddies and I had daily sandlot ball games planned. We had nearby vacant lots that begged to have forts built in them for all manner of military conquest. On hot summer days, the public pools beckoned. My mother had other plans. In opposition to my freedom, the weeds relentlessly attacked the garden, and armed with seven sons, my mother launched us at it in wave after wave. So my visions of athletic glory and military conquest came in at a very distant second to pulling weeds. Lots of weeds. Every week I pulled weeds. I learned to really hate weeds. But my mother had a weed-free garden. I mention this sad tale of exploited child labor because my visceral dislike of weeds opened my ears to what Christ was talking about in today's parable. Throughout the 13th chapter of Matthew, Jesus is heard teaching about the kingdom in many different parables. And when questioned why, he says this in verse 10. To you, it has been given to know the secrets of heaven. But to them, it has not been given. Jesus pointedly tells them he is speaking to them in their language, but specifically not to the language of evildoers. Do you find it shocking to hear that Jesus is telling his followers that his father chooses, or in theological terms, elects the righteous? He draws a clear distinction between the evil and the righteous with language that simply couldn't be plainer. So let's listen to verses 40 through 42 again. Just as the weeds are collected and burnt up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and evildoers. And they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This contrast is repeated so frequently through Scripture that any reader must engage in a willful effort to ignore it. So now we're left scrambling to figure out, are we wheat or are we weeds? More on that later. Holy Scripture is regularly and I think accurately described as God's love letter to his people. But don't think for a minute he's left out the tough love. He loves us too much to only 
give us half the truth. But frankly, the modern church has avoided the apocalyptic Jesus because it is engaged in a long-running and I think misguided effort towards the culturally popular goal of inclusivity. This attempt to remove the offense of the gospel has created endless fault lines and resulted in weakening the foundations of the church. The truth remains that any scripturally faithful proclamation of the gospel message properly understood will offend a great many people, as it has done so since the, at least the beginning of the first century. It will not fear raising the question of the difference between weeds and wheat. The short story of our faith is that the violently abbreviated 33-year journey of Jesus, who is the Christ, the Redeemer, Son of God, that ended in his crucifixion and resurrection, chronicles a very human person who laughed, wept, ate, prayed, and celebrated with family and friends. He had his heart broken by his best friend, Peter. He wept at the news of the death of his very dear friend, Lazarus. He was a man who lived in full, in the muck and the smoke of a very human life. This Jesus spent his life curing the lame, lepers, and even raising people from the dead to reveal the power of God. And this Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice for you through his death on the cross and resurrection three days later. In just a moment, we will testify through our creeds that Jesus is the completely divine and completely human Son of God who threw open the gates of heaven for you. His life is the single moment in history where God meets man and his human journey exists as a bright line dividing the history of humanity between darkness and light. The tension the world experiences between good and evil every day is because the devil has sown the seeds of sin, doubt, and unbelief just as he did in the Garden of Eden. Remember what he asked Eve? Did God really decide or tell you that you would die if you ate that fruit? In the same way, Satan asks us, are you really chosen? Are you really righteous? Do you really have God's promise? Are you wheat? Aren't you, are you sure you're not a weed? Our answer to these lies are, are an emphatic yes, we do know this. The Holy Spirit has placed in our hands God's word as an antidote to this evil, and it crushes the head of the servant, serpent under its heel when we understand that God is for us. Now here's more good news. Let's hear verse 10 again. To you it has been given to know the secrets of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Jesus is choosing us today at this very moment by describing us as the wheat and telling us the secrets of heaven. 
So cease your worry about being a weed. Jesus doesn't expect you to be perfect. He expects you to be faithful. The kingdom of heaven arrives here today as it did during Jesus' life through the proclamation of the gospel. So to paraphrase St. Paul in Romans, faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the words of Christ. So let Christ's words ring in your ears as we move to celebrate Holy Communion and receive God's promises again. These promises that defeat sin, evil, and death. Listen to the words of institution, the Apostles' Creed, and the Our Father, to take them, along with the body and blood of Jesus Christ, into your heart so they anchor your life and know that God intends for goodness and mercy to follow you all of your life. Amen.